This is episode 256, and today we're chatting about translating medical mumbo-jumbo into thyroid essentials. And this really, really is so important if you have a bunch of blood work in front of you and you're like, they told me everything was fine and you're still not feeling fine. How to advocate for your own thyroid healing, how to feel better with nutrition, the natural thyroid cure, how to help your thyroid function optimally long term, how to balance your blood sugar and the connection between blood sugar and thyroid health. And so, 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 so much more about anxiety, losing weight, and all how it relates back to the thyroid. Our guest today is Tiffany Flatten, who's a thyroid expert in nutrition. As founder of Rock Bottom Wellness, Tiffany helps thyroid patients improve their symptoms through proper nutrition education. She's helped hundreds of women and men get to the root cause, find a way up from rock bottom, be their own best advocate, and shortcut the path to an amazing life. Tiffany's book, Rock Bottom Thyroid Treatment, The Eight-Week Thyroid Diet for People with Normal Thyroid Tests Results to Thrive, Not Just Survive, is really for those who feel like their thyroid numbers are normal, but they feel terrible. And as somebody who's dealt with hypothyroidism over the last, oh gosh, probably 17 years, Finally, getting a diagnosis of hypothyroidism and getting on medication and adjusting my diet was one of the most powerful things I've done. It helped me overcome amenorrhea, a whole bunch of things, including anxiety, depression, ADHD, like all of it was so, so, so intertwined with supporting my thyroid through the ketogenic diet and so many other things. Now, Tiffany's book is set to be published July 16th. So you have a couple more weeks left before grabbing your copy. Now, if you have questions about today's content, head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel. You're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've created a free guide with tips on how to start keto and maintain your fat-fueled life. Grab it at healthfulpursuit.com slash free as a little thank you for listening to the show. Hi there, I'm Tiffany Flayton, a board certified and licensed nutritionist, and I want to thank Leanne for allowing me to take over the Keto Diet Podcast for today. Today, I wanted to share my story. Why my story? Well, Chris Smith says, a story not shared does not serve. Stories are there to make a difference. When you have the courage to tell your story, you have the opportunity to make a difference in someone's life. And that's what I'm here to do. This is what my business and this podcast is all about. So I thought I'd start off by on one of the episodes by telling you a little bit about my journey. I look back to my misunderstood health journey. I didn't even understand it myself. So I went through childhood feeling pretty normal and healthy, although I do remember having a lot of headaches. I felt sick a lot, sick in air quotes. I don't really know what that was. It was just this kind of overall malaise. For sure, in high school, I got sick a lot where I felt the need to stay home, but it didn't seem justifiable because I wasn't, you know, throwing up or I didn't have a fever, but I just felt sick a lot, fluey, headaches. I have, I was achy. It was just kind of unexplained. Then I get to college and the fatigue set in like no other major anxiety, 
major depression begins and I had many illnesses. I was treated so many times for sinus infections, um, different colds, bronchitis, pneumonia. It just got worse and worse post-college. And so I had kids in 2001 and 2004. And by 2007, I had a cancer diagnosis. So some of the unknown things that were happening, like I said before, I had headaches, depression, chronic infections. I had mood imbalance, like just a terrible mood imbalance with anxiety, hopelessness. I would swell for no reason, my hands and feet, my face. And then I didn't really have a weight problem, but I felt like I could work out and eat very little and nothing would change with my weight, even though I really tried. So some of the other things that started to happen was really having a hoarse and scratchy throat. I always feel like it's dry, super thirsty all the time. Um, I still have some of that kind of thing, but that was something that I noticed a lot. In fact, when I was teaching, you know, in my first few years teaching and working with kids and, and, you know, high school kids kind of just notice and observe about everything and feel free to tell you everything. And I often was asked if I was about ready to cry because my voice was sort of shaky and scratchy and it just had that, you know, right before you're about to cry type of sound. And so they always thought that. And so, and then I got, you know, super paranoid and self-conscious about it because I was just standing up teaching my lesson and they thought I was about ready to break down and cry. Um, That would maybe come a little bit later in my teaching career, um, but when I was feeling really bad, but that was not the way in the beginning. Then moving on to heart palpitations that were just sort of unexplained. And I look back now and I know that that was more of an anxiety piece that was happening, you know, terrible cravings where I would think about food often because I was just craving something, especially I would notice after having, you know, say dinner, you know, like a typical meal, some kind of protein and potatoes and vegetables or something like that. And it wasn't too long after that meal that I would be craving something sweet on a regular basis. And I always knew that that was not normal, but it was normal for me. You know, that's what was happening to me all the time. But it just didn't seem right because I was certainly not hungry, you know, right after the after the meal. The other thing that was a big deal, especially going through college, and then when you have these little kids that you end up by, you know, having down the road of your own and the poor sleep and that tired and wired feeling was out of control because as much as I was dragging and so tired, I would sleep and yet feel like I hadn't rested at all. And I just always felt so um, anxious and panicky and like I had to get all this stuff done. So it was like pure adrenaline that I was working on, you know, kind of nonstop for years and years. And then I, it kind of goes right into this, but the fatigue, the fatigue was, I can only describe it and equate it to first trimester pregnancy fatigue. And if you haven't been pregnant or maybe you didn't experience that, you won't know what I'm talking about. But that's the only way that I can equate it. It was like that, but my whole life, all day long for years and years and years. And that just takes a toll on a person because you become disinterested in everything because everything is such a big effort. You know, it's not only the physical fatigue, but the mental fatigue on top of it. And so that 
that's where teaching high school biology and anatomy and physiology became really, really difficult for me, both mentally and physically, and then emotionally too, because I really love to teach. I just got to hate life. Just started to be where everything was such a struggle. Everything was so difficult. Normal, fun things, things that people should enjoy just became, you know, created anxiety for me. I didn't want to participate. I wanted to sit back and figure out like, how can I just feel better? How can I, how can I just enjoy life and, you know, be quote unquote normal? I didn't even really know what that was anymore, but I just knew it wasn't where I was at. Then I ended up by being diagnosed with an actual lump in my throat. Not not the cancer lump, but it was something prior to that. And I look at the time that that was happening was my my dad was dying at that time. Things were not he hadn't been well for a really long time, but this was in the last, you know, year of where things were really declining for him. And so, of course, it is sort of pushed off as, you know, you're very stressed out. And then my, I had a little baby at the time and I had been really sick. I'd been hospitalized for meningitis. I mean, it was just a horrible time. So, of course, it made sense. So with that, because of feeling so horrible and wanting to try to figure things out, I became very hyper-focused on my weight and exercise to the point where I would skip classes at college to go to the gym or to stay at the gym to do just another class. And there were always, you know, nothing restorative and recuperative, nothing. It was all very high intensity, kind of hardcore workouts, you know, because I needed to control something. So I controlled my exercise and I I controlled my eating. I basically, I did, I created an eating disorder, you know, um, by, by behaving this way. And then my symptoms got worse. And so one thing just exacerbated the other, and it just kind of went downhill from there. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends over at Thrive Market. I've been using Thrive Market since about 2017. I was so thrilled the first time I ordered my box. And still to this day, any time that I have a mailing address that I'm able to send product to, you bet I'm going to fill up my pantry and keeping it well stocked with Thrive Market goodies. If you're new to Thrive Market, basically think of it as an online site that allows you to order all of your favorite goodies, everything you'd find on Amazon, many things things you'd find at Costco with Costco-like prices. In fact, I've personally never been able to find a product on Thrive Market that was more expensive than Amazon. Yep, you got it right. It's cheaper than Amazon prices and you get discounts on your favorite things. Some of my favorite goodies on Thrive Market, I always order Wonder Noodles, Coconut Flakes. It's one of my favorite cereals that's keto and just made from coconut and coconut water. They have amazing cured olives, sprouted nuts and seeds, organic spices, coconut flour, collagen, The list goes on and on and on. And I have a special offer for those new to Thrive Market. You can go to thrivemarket.com slash keto and get 25% off your first order. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash keto to get 25% off your first order. So you are not going to be paying much to stock up your keto pantry. Enjoy. 
I'm going to jump forward a little bit. You know, I'd been teaching and, you know, full-time teaching anatomy, physiology, biology. And if anybody is a teacher or has been a teacher or have been in the schools, you know that that environment is sort of on another level. It's a high-stress environment and it has to do a lot with just all the things that go on that you have to manage with students. But it's, it's more that emotional toll that it takes on you because you become invested in these kids and you see where these kids sometimes come from with regard to, you know, the things that they are dealing with, just trying to survive themselves. And it just becomes, you know, (laughs) you absorb emotionally a lot of their, their things you take on their issues if you are trying to help them in life. And, you know, it just became extremely difficult for me to do that job to the way that I, I wanted to do it and to my standards and also just because of the way I was feeling. And so it got to be that summer, the summer of 2007 from June to August, roughly, you know, I was home with the kids in the summer. They were three and six years old and I started having some severe symptoms with depression. I was on antidepressants for many years, starting back in college. So I'd been on them for a really long time. I was off off of them for a while when I was pregnant with my first child. And then about a year after she was born, I went on them again and just could never find the right dose and I had to keep going up and up and up and up and because of a a change in my prescription status at at, um, my pharmacy I had a lapse in antidepressant for a few days and that created this downward spiral it took I can't believe that it took that little of time to have me almost relapse into the deepest, darkest depression that I'd ever had. And I was with my three and six year old at home pretty much by myself because my husband traveled, especially at that time, he traveled a lot more. And so I could barely take care of them. It's thank God for my neighbors and then the kids next door that they all played together. It was a godsend to me. It helped so, so much. Um, I don't think they even realized how much it helped me, but it was such a hard time to even just take care of my my kids, something that is some something that should be pretty easy to do. So I just noticed, I felt like I had the flu all the time in the sense of having body aches and feeling chilled. And then I noticed that within that month or two, I had gained 20 pounds. And I noticed it just from when I was kind of putting some clothes on, getting ready for, you know, the school year and getting some non-leisure clothes. I was getting ready for more of the workwear that I would that I would wear to school every day. And I noticed like, what is going on with these pants in it? And I I had gained 20 pounds in that short time. And I had changed nothing with regard to my exercise routine and my diet. Nothing had changed with that. The only thing that had changed is I became very depressed. And I was trying to figure out a medication that worked. And I was feeling those body aches. And I was really fluey, fluey feeling like being chilled and, and that kind of thing. So I started back at school just get back to where you were, you know, get back on the routine. And I thought, well, that will make it better. Now I'm on a normal routine and everything will turn out just fine. But I was miserable. And I happened to have a really, really challenging group of kids that year. And I had gone in in September to my yearly exam. And I did that 
primarily because I needed anxiety meds to go back to teaching school. So based on that exam, I had a lump on my neck. So they do this routine thing where they check your neck and you may not even notice they do that, but you're sitting on the table and they just take their hands real quick and fingers real quick and they go up and down your throat. And what they're doing is they're checking for, you know, any nodules or any swelling in your thyroid area and checking for lymph nodes, lymph nodes. And so she found a lump on my, my thyroid gland. And so I was referred for a neck ultrasound. And I remember walking out of that appointment. This is a whole different episode, but with six prescriptions, which I literally threw in the garbage on the way out. But I drove away from that even though she said, don't worry about this nodule, even though I'm recommending you go have a neck ultrasound and referring me to that, you know, that 98% of nodules found on the thyroid are benign. It's not a big deal. So I went and had that ultrasound and of course it came back normal, but she said she wanted to, because of the size of it, she wanted to refer me on to an endocrinologist. And it turns out that the one she referred me to took forever to get in. And I drove away that day. I just knew that it wasn't good. It wasn't just a benign nodule. And so I was lucky enough to have a connection to go to Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. And I brought my ultrasound scans with me and he decided, or he, he just said, well, we do our own here because we do, we do a little bit differently and we do thyroid specific ultrasounds all day long. So um, they just have a system down, they do it constantly. So that ultrasound showed some issues, right? So what happened was I was in there doing that ultrasound and the radiologist came in and did a fine needle aspiration, FNA, where they take the biopsy of the nodules that are in question. And that came back cancerous. So, but the thought was, and I was told numerous times that this is the easy one. If you're going to get a cancer, this is the cancer you want. This is the best one to have. I heard those comments regularly, almost every time I was at the doctor's office, certainly when I was prepping for surgery. And by this time it had spread to the lymph nodes as well. So I had papillary carcinoma, the thyroid mets to lymph nodes. And so although out of the four main types of thyroid cancers, mine is the the most curable and the prognosis is great. I will give you that. It is, you know, in that respect, yeah, it is very doable. It's very, you know, the prognosis is great. So there's not a lot of issue with that. It's what happens after the surgery and the treatment and dealing with the medication management. That is where the trouble started for me, or actually it was a continuation of my symptoms from before only times a hundred. And so what I did was deal with the surgery, took some time off. I took two weeks off and I went back to teach with no meds because you don't take medication when you're getting ready for nuclear medicine treatment for the radioactive iodine, the I-131. So I was off the medication for a long time. So I've got no thyroid gland and I've got no medication. And they said, it's okay. It's normal. You'll just feel a little tired. Well, that was an understatement, that's for sure. So with that, you know, I ended up by having lots of follow-ups at Mayo. I had increased tumor markers again about a year later. I've had PET scans, whole body scans, ultrasounds. And then I, you know, I ended up by having a recurrence in September of 2008. So surgery and treatment to follow, but still 
never really feeling better at all. So what kind of came next was a little bit out of, this is where my stubbornness kind of came into play. I decided that I needed after three years to leave Mayo Clinic and find some other help with management of my symptoms. And I appreciate so much what Mayo Clinic did with helping me manage the tumor markers and manage the cancer and keep that at bay. But I was just really, really struggling with those symptoms. Everything I talked to you about, you know, before this, before my surgery and treatment, I had again, and I had this thing because this was the easy cancer that I would have that taken out. I'd have it removed. I'd have my treatment. I'd take my meds and I'd go my way and I would not feel fatigued. I would not feel anxious or depressed or have troubles with weight or any of that stuff. I thought it would all be taken care of and it actually got worse. And so I um, found a new doctor who would work with some different combinations of medications, still do the same types of follow-ups to this day for the most part. And I had to take the other things in my own hands. You know, getting new medication really helped me to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, okay, now I have a little motivation to do a little bit more and to possibly get normal, whatever that was. I remember saying, I just wanted to be normal. And I, I had no real concept of that, but I would see people that would have energy to do things and have zest for life and excited to do this and that and the other thing. And I could have cared less about any of that because I felt horrible. And so I had to become my own advocate. And that was kind of my only advocate when I was starting to do some of these things, because um, my doctor was really good at helping me and listening to my symptoms and adjusting meds where I needed. But there wasn't a lot of advice as far as anything other than the medication. So the one thing that I just knew, I'd always been interested in nutrition and fitness and that type of stuff. And I just knew that there had to be something that I wasn't doing right, even though I was probably eating better than the majority of people at the time. I probably was eating pretty well. We did a lot of cooking at home, didn't eat out a lot, but still I was relying on a lot of, you know, processed and packaged easy types of things much more than I should have. And so what I decided to do was to look deeper into that. And I found nutrition and naturopathic medicine. And those things just planted the seed for me that there's something more here with this. And that's where it was first, you know, the little the little inkling of you need to do this for a living. You need to help people help themselves to feel better. You know, how, but how could I do that? You know, it just felt so, so far away because I was feeling so poorly at this time too. So I couldn't imagine, you know, changing a career, going back to school and all that kind of thing. So um, I knew when I was on the right path with my nutrition after my first meeting with a nutritionist who made me stop and think, gosh, I want to do what you do. Like I said, I wanted to, to do something with this. And, you know, I've got the sciences in the background. I understand the biochemistry and some physiology things. I think I can do this when it comes to nutrients, but it's not just about calories in calories out. It's not just about, you know, eating more vegetables. It's a lot deeper than that. It's functional nutrition. How do nutrients affect you at the cellular level so that you can resolve your symptoms or what causes those symptoms, depending on if you have good levels or not. So my first nutrition plan, don't worry about calories, avoid processed foods, figure out what are healthy carbs and what are not healthy carbs, eat fat, don't be afraid of the fat, and 
that was it. That's all I did. And I started to feel a lot more level. So preliminary results of that was my inflammation started to come down. I had some weight loss that seemed effortless for the first time in forever since having these drastic symptoms. I had less depression and anxiety. I wasn't even on any medication at this point anymore. I had a little bit of increased energy where it felt like, okay, the light is, the light is shining a little bit. Like I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And then I started to level out as far as not hating life so much. I was at a point where I really, really, really was not excited when I would wake up in the morning because I was not sure how I was going to make it through the day. So that was that first plan. And then I knew, I knew I had something that I could grasp onto to help improve all the things that I was feeling. If just that simple plan did that much for me, there had to be more. So I did some testing with food intolerances and I was positive for four big ones. And it was gluten, it was dairy, it was soy, it was eggs. And I didn't process alcohol very well. Still kind of struggle with that when I do have it. But it made all the difference in the world. So most times your you know, functional medicine doctors will have you remove one thing at a time and kind of figure it out. I decided, let's just take them all out all at one time. And I don't really recommend that <laughs> to, to do it to the degree that I did it because um, it did make me afraid to eat. I was actually sort of scared to eat and that created a whole nother issue for some time. But what it did is it helped me with more results, more benefits, like the swelling went down even more. What happens a lot of times with thyroid patients is you'll see they have this round kind of moon face, the swelling, the um, kind of puffy look to them. And that declined. I rarely had headaches anymore. My body aches subsided. I had the much, much less market improvement in my mood, in my anxiety, in my depression. And I started to sleep better. You know what I love more than anything in the entire world is helping people. And when I meet a complete stranger and they're telling me about symptoms that they're having or symptoms that their dog is having or their loved one, oftentimes the first thing that comes into my head is, you should try CBD oil. And I'm in fact sitting in my car right now. I just drove an hour and a half to a friend's place to drop off a bottle of Eaton Hemp CBD oil. Their dog's having a really difficult time with an inflammatory condition. Nobody knows what it is. And I just thought again, you need to try CBD oil. Now CBD oil has massively reduced my symptoms of anxiety, but CBD oil does so much more including inflammation reduction, improving digestive function, improving sleep quality, reduces acne. But here's what you have to know before you grab a random bottle and start supplementing. Research, research, research your options thoroughly look for a CBD oil that uses hemp seed oil as the carrier oil. Now the hemp seed oil means that the plant has been kept in its purest whole plant form, allowing for the terpenes and cannabinoids to work together in unison in your body to give you the powerful entourage effect that everyone is always raving about when it comes to CBD. Among high-quality CBD options, Eaton Hemp's unfiltered full-spectrum CBD oil is an all-organic choice. Again, 
all organic choice. They are one of the first unfiltered CBD products to be USDA certified organic. This guarantees what you see is what you get. No toxins, no pesticides, no label trickery. Eaton Hemp uses hemp seed oil as a carrier for CBD, giving you the full entourage effect, maximum absorption, potency, effectiveness, terpenes, cannabinoids, aka results, which is all good things. And if you're like supplementing, how do I even do this? Now, I personally take a dropper full a day with my dogs up until both our dogs passed away. Lexi was supplementing with 15 milligrams. She's a 60 pound dog. And Pebbles, who is a 10 pound dog, did a dropper to a day. Now with our dog Coconut, who's developed a little bit of inflammation, I've started giving her 10 milligrams a day and she's an 80 pound dog. I personally couldn't even imagine my life without CBD. It extended Lexi's life by three years, giving us so much more time to spend together when vets said it wasn't even possible. I cannot tell you how powerful a supplement this has been for me and my family. Now, I chatted with my friends over at Eaton Hemp and they put together a sweet deal for you. If you go to eatonhempcbd.com slash keto diet, again, that's Eaton, E-A-T-O-N, hemp cbd.com slash keto diet and use a coupon code keto diet you're going to get 20% off all eaten hemp cbd products that includes the salves and all the crazy things you can get into when it comes to cbd that's 20% off with the code keto diet at eatenhempcbd.com slash keto diet so all of those things can snowball into improving your symptoms and health like crazy. It's, it's amazing how quickly that turned around when you think of how long I felt as horrible, as horrible as I felt. So all those symptoms that I started back in, you know, high school for sure, I am certain I had some undiagnosed thyroid dysfunction. You know, it wasn't enough to show up on blood work, but there was something there that was just underlying and brewing this whole time. So after I found where I was just really improving on those areas just by removing those offending foods for my for my body, I then really honed in on supporting my adrenals and my stress management, taking nutrients specific to supporting that. I, I focused even further on blood sugar management, even though I wasn't pre-diabetic or type 2 diabetic or anything like that. I had a lot of blood sugar imbalance that I can go back to in college for sure. Those symptoms, you know, reactive hypoglycemia is something that happens when people's blood sugars drop to the floor because they're not eating every couple hours. That's not normal to have to do that. But that was definitely me because of the types of foods I was eating. And I'm sure many of you have experienced that. We have low blood sugar regularly. That's not normal. It's not okay. And you can fix it pretty, pretty easily. I worked on healing my gut. And again, sleep, sleep is huge. I started sleeping better to the point where when I'd wake up in the morning, I didn't hit the snooze button 10 times. I woke up and actually felt like, okay, I can get out of bed and I can hop in the shower and get my day going. So I did a lot of this through functional testing and I was at a point where I didn't care what things cost. I didn't care how much time it took me because I could not live the way that I was living. I mean, that was definitely my rock bottom. And that is obviously where the name of my business and my, and this podcast have come from. So, you know, jumping forward a little bit, I decided to resign from teaching 
I got into a master's program. Thank goodness I had a science background um, with my bachelor's degree. I got into the master's program for nutrition. I became a board certified and licensed nutritionist by doing so. It was kind of a long road. It was a hard road, but it was something I needed to do because I wanted to help you. I wanted to help people that struggled similarly to me. Not everybody that I work with has a thyroid condition, but a a lot of most of the people I work with, if they're not diagnosed, they at least suspect they have a thyroid condition. But with, with that comes working on the microbiome and the gut health, inflammation, stress management, how we exercise, how we sleep, blood sugar regulation. Those are all the things that I work with, with people because of my issues and what I have found And the the programs I've created are from what I did for myself and the things that I learned to help people or to help myself get better. And therefore, this is a way that I start with people at the baseline level, because what we do is we hear so many food rules. We hear so many different trends out there, different ways of eating, and we focus on calories and we are not focusing on eating for health. We're focusing on eating for weight loss or eating for, you know, getting the beach body in six weeks or whatever. We're not focusing on eating to actually restore our health and that's what my programs do. So I work with people to get back to basics. So your body was not meant to be sick or in pain all the time. It's not normal. Food has a profound impact on our health. Lifestyle is critical. We need to really hone in on that. And, you know, no quick fixes. We cannot rely on quick fixes if we truly want to feel better. If you're looking to take some magic potion, some fancy colored drink, some pills and that type of thing to make all of your symptoms go away, it's not going to work. It is not going to work long term. So I find that getting back to basics with people and starting basically with them just like at the beginning, nutrition 101 basically is what we do. So it's a proactive approach versus a reactive approach approach and I look at nutrient deficiencies at the cellular level so that patients can find where their symptoms lie or why their symptoms are there. If you look at nutrient status at the cellular level and we work to replenish those nutrients, those symptoms can start to subside greatly. Even while doing the things that we can do with our foods, like changing the whole foods or changing two whole foods from processed foods, making sure we're getting good fatty acids in, making sure we're getting a variety of nutrients in, upping our intake of fruits and vegetables, making sure that we're eating, like I said, more whole food based than processed foods. That alone on, you know, that alone is going to help you. But then when you get to the bottom of where your deficiencies lie, that just takes you on a whole different level. And that is where I came from. My story is probably not unlike a lot of you or people that you know. And somehow, you know, you need to find your way to be your own best advocate. You need to be stubborn and tenacious and figure that out. I obviously can help you out with a lot of that because I've been there. I know what it's like to be sick. And I know what it's like to, you know, get out of that hole where you feel like there's nothing you can do. And, you know, the despair and the hopelessness that someone can feel when they are so sick. It's awful. It's the worst place you can be. It is the rock bottom for sure. And so that is 
all of what I do is to try to help people get out from their rock bottom, go from rock bottom to balanced so that they can thrive and have the life that they deserve and that they want. They just don't even know it yet. They don't know how good it can be. And so what, what I just want you to learn is that you can be better. You don't have to get this diagnosis of something or feel like you're missing a diagnosis. You don't have to have that in order to achieve wellness. So I invite you to sign up for a free 30 minute call. You can go ahead and take away a mini plan. If nothing else, I love to help people, you know, just kind of turn the light on for them, help people just in that 30 minute call and say, you know what, I see this, this, and this, I think that this could help you. You can start by working on one thing, you know, I give them that, give them that little plan in that direction. And, you know, it really can start to change things around in a short time so that they can see that there is hope and they can actually feel better. But, you know, we all have a story And like Christmas says, it's just not serving if you're not telling the story. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help people get from rock bottom to balanced so that they can feel and thrive like they should. You know, you should you should enjoy this life. You should feel healthy and whole and not hopeless. So um, again, reach out for that free 30 minute call. The link to schedule that call will be in the show notes. And, you know, as always, reach out to me whenever you have any questions. Um, Email will be in there as well, tiffany at rockbottomwellness.com. And I would love to help you out. So until next time, eat well and be well. I hope you learned so much about your thyroid there. Wasn't that just oh so good? The thyroid is so, so, so important, and I hope you're really taking that away from today's episode. Sunday, July 5th, we have episode 257, where my friend Dr. Karen Dunstan is taking over the show to talk about why diet and exercise will never be enough. And then Tuesday, July 7th, we have a special edition episode that's 258. Episode 258, can you believe it? I'm talking about what to adjust if you are a keto newbie, how to avoid frustration with all the tips that I wish that I knew when I first started keto. So watch for that and I will see you around. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 